0: This is the Blockhash Podcast. Hey guys, it is Saturday, February 23rd. Um, For today's podcast, I wanted to talk about uh, virtual real estate, uh, virtual lands, virtual parcels, uh, whatever you want to call it, Um, just the virtual or digital version of land or real estate. I think that we're going to go through a virtual real estate boom and bust cycle, much like the housing crisis um, for a lot of different reasons. So I want to jump into that today. First off, explain why um, virtual real estate is going to be a thing, what it is um, and what I've seen now and what you guys are going to continue seeing now. And then where is that going to take us? So I want to jump into that today. Um, I have a couple updates first. One, I posted a video on YouTube covering the Bitcoin Lightning network and how to use it and how to use it to buy Domino's pizza. Really cool video. Go check it out on YouTube at block blockash Team uh, channel page. And then there's also some other stuff in the news that I wanted to kind of bring up that I thought were interesting. Jack Dorsey. Um, obviously think I talked about this last time has been very big proponent of crypto and Bitcoin in general. Um, he's also mentioned that he wants to implement the Lightning Network into the Cash App and being how the Lightning Network is a very big deal for enhancing what Bitcoin can do at a scalable level, I think it's going to be very exciting to see um, something like that get implemented uh, to a very big company respective to what other crypto projects have done so far. So um, Jack Dorsey getting involved in Bitcoin, in the Lightning Network specifically, and then taking that use case and putting it on something like the Cash App, in my opinion is a big deal. And I think it will help lead to faster adoption. So that was really cool to see. Um, And then Elon Musk also made some comments on Bitcoin. He said that Bitcoin structure is quite brilliant. And he said that paper money is going away. I mean, paper money, fiat in general, is a financial relic. Uh, Bitcoin and crypto definitely make that apparent. And how much more efficient and easy it is uh, to do business nowadays, to transact from peer to peer, B2B. Um, So I think Elon Musk is on point with that. I have no idea if he's going to do anything, but it'd be really cool to see him integrate that somehow with Maybe Starlink or with um, the Teslas, maybe for paying tolls or parking meters and things like that. The feature I think I've mentioned that before the idea of being able to integrate blockchain into the economy in a way that allows your vehicle to pay parking meters and parking spots and fees, um, maybe in some cases, uh, a speeding ticket. Um, there's, there's all kinds of different applications within vehicles for blockchain, so it'd be cool to see Elon Musk jump on that train. Um, also, the vice president at IBM for their blockchain development uh, squad team, whatever they got going on over there, their, their VP for blockchain came out and said that he thinks Bitcoin will eventually hit a million dollars. And... I think I agree with them in terms of where that goes mathematically, because if you look at it, if if one Bitcoin was worth a million dollars, a single Satoshi, which is the lowest denomination of a Bitcoin, would be worth one penny. So if you're looking at on par with U.S. dollar, getting a single Bitcoin to a million dollars would create, I think, 20 trillion dollars in liquidity, which is great for business, With the Lightning Network making micropayments at the level of a Satoshi, very, very fast and very practical. I, I think that's a realistic number, honestly. So that might be good news for John McAfee. And I honestly, I think that's great news for anyone in the crypto community that still likes Bitcoin and still thinks that there's a future in it. So that's all great news. And then the last thing is that Samsung announced their Galaxy S10 Um, I keep getting that confused with the Galaxy Fold or whatever, which is like their half phone, half like tablet that like folds open. It's kind of cool. I don't see the real point in it though, Um, but the Galaxy S10 is supposed to have a crypto wallet built into it. I know there's some speculation around that and some hype, so I don't know what currencies are going to be on there, what cryptocurrencies will be in that wallet. Um, but it does offer a more mainstream um, option for people to hold crypto. I wouldn't recommend holding it on a, a Galaxy, a Samsung Galaxy phone, but for practical purposes, if you're spending money every day, I'm sure why not. But yeah, it's, it's interesting stuff. But other than the updates, let's jump into the topic, which is virtual real estate. So what is virtual real estate? In a nutshell, in its simplest form, it is a virtual form of land that exists within a virtual environment. So a couple examples of that. um, Take Decentraland, for example. Decentraland is built on the Ethereum blockchain using an ERC-20 token, and they're still in development. You can't go to Decentraland yet. But you can buy property on their marketplace. You can buy the physical property for Decentraland. They also make a ton of claims that they're going to be like Skyrim, these big open world games. Um, I've played Skyrim. It's a fantastic game, especially for its time back in 2011 or whatever. So making assumptions like that is pretty big statement. So they have a lot to live up to. And then they also require that you pay in their native currency, cryptocurrency, which is Mana, M-A-N-A. Um, so makes it a little bit more difficult. They should just accept Ethereum, um, but also they're in del- development, so I don't know where they're going. And I haven't seen a clear timeline. The one that I like more, though, is another, um, sorry, Decentraland was a DAP, a decentralized app on the Ethereum blockchain, um, Cryptovoxels is another decentralized app on the Ethereum blockchain. It uses an ERC721 token, um, and this one's live. If you go to the CryptoVoxels website, you can go to CryptoVoxels right now. You can walk around. You can interact. You can click on links. You can see parcels and buildings and land. You can go to OpenSea, and you can buy land on CryptoVoxels pretty easily. Um, and then you can build on it and then sell it or do whatever you want with it. And they're a lot farther along compared to Decentraland, in my opinion. And I like that because for the people that are interested in VR and where virtual land is going, I think it's important to see that, see how it's starting. It, it has like a Minecraft feel to it. Like in, in Crypto Voxels, you build with blocks, with voxels. Decentral land, I have no idea. I haven't, I can't jump into it like I can with crypto voxels. But the main point, those are just two examples of platforms, decentralized applications, where you can buy virtual land. And this virtual land is going to give you the ability to have essentially a home base in the virtual world. It's going to give you a place for business In the virtual world a place for you to build your brand to have meetings um, to create and build upon as an artist as an innovator so it's it's hard to explain that but just think of it as like the economy but going into a virtual economy and if you guys have seen ready player one it's a lot like that um just looking at some stats Um, The projected economic impact um, of VR by 2020 is expected to be $15.6 billion. The VR and AR market by 2022 is expected to be over $200 billion. From 2016 to 2017 and from 2017 to 2018, active users in VR has doubled in the millions both from 2016 to 17 and 17 to 18 that's a big deal it's doubling year over year and i expect that number to be the same from 18 to 2019 mark zuckerberg who's also um whose company owns oculus and oculus i believe was the first to create a realistic vr headset um where you could jump in and go into vr and I think they did that like on Kickstarter, and then I think Zuckerberg bought them for that, for a lot, a lot of money. Um, but Oculus has been making a lot of strides, and Zuckerberg seems to be very, very on top of it. Um, they've, they came out with the Rift, which had six degrees of freedom, and then they came out with the Oculus Go, which had only four degrees of freedom, but it was completely separate from a computer. It was completely wireless, which was incredible, which is important and then their oculus quest which is coming out 2019 probably late this spring or early this summer um, maybe earlier than that so i know they got uh cleared to start uh shipping product um, so and and the oculus quest is going to give a user six degrees of freedom without the computer so it'll be just like the oculus rift but it won't require a computer which is amazing and it'll be a first so that is going to even further push people into vr and encourage a virtual market to grow so i I think this is all very important statistical stuff for people to pay attention to and mark zuckerberg wants his goal is to have a billion people in vr and he had similar goals for facebook and And Facebook has well over a billion people using Facebook. And if you can get a billion people to use VR, in VR, even at the simplest level, it's it's a game changer in terms of how things are done. And this is why land, virtual land, is going to be so, so valuable. I mean, you can think of it as an infinite space for creativity and innovation and growth, but... Realistically, people are going to huddle around certain places, certain virtual cities, certain virtual marketplaces and attractions and things like that. So having actual virtual land near where everyone's going to be is going to be very valuable. Because, I mean, realistically, you look at the world. I mean, you can go to Siberia. There's a lot of space in Siberia, but everyone would rather huddle up in New York or L.A. A lot of people would rather huddle up in London or Moscow. No one's going to go out to Siberia. So, I mean, why would people go out randomly into some virtual space when they can huddle together? So virtual land is going to have value for uh, social reasons. So I'm just going to try and paint a picture for you. Just imagine for a second that you put on your VR headset and you enter into the virtual world with six degrees of freedom. You can go forwards, backwards, left, right. You can look up and down. You can look left and right. You can tilt your head left and right. You have full six degrees of freedom. So that's forward, back, left, right, up and down. Um, Imagine putting on your VR headset, jumping into the virtual world. Now you teleport uh, to wherever you need to go because you need to run errands. So you teleport instantaneously to Whole Foods located in crypto voxels. You buy your groceries using the Bitcoin lightning network, pay some Satoshis, physically handing the cashier a Bitcoin or a Satoshi, like a virtual representation of what a physical Bitcoin would be and then instantaneously completing that transaction. Then, while AI is fulfilling the order, and a drone is delivering your groceries to your home in the real world, you're teleporting to the next destination for your errands. Maybe to Decentraland, maybe outside of a DAP, or outside of a virtual environment to another one. Who knows, it could be an endless string of these virtual worlds or environments. Maybe you go to get a virtual workout in next you teleport to the virtual world um, on the facebook servers for your afternoon meeting where you meet with company officers who operate remotely from all four co- corners of the globe completely remotely and then you take off your headset and carry on with your day while having accomplished um all your errands and having tons of time even before noon to do whatever you want Essentially making life more efficient for you in the real world. Wouldn't you want to have more time to do things in the real world that are more important and take the the hassles of life and do it virtually and do it faster and instantaneously? That is the, the selling point for VR. It's efficiency. It's practicality. You can't be in two places at once. You can't be on the other side of the world even if you'd want it to be. But with VR, you have the ability to do that or to at least create a medium to make it more of a reality. So I'm gonna leave it there with that nice painted picture of VR and why virtual land is going to be important. It's a little bit of a sidestep from blockchain in general, but this is very important because VR is going to complement blockchain tech very nicely the same way the marijuana industry is going to complement blockchain and vice versa they offer each other a lot of benefit so vr for example it gives blockchain an environment to thrive outside of the real world blockchain gives vr the ability to create an economy and a money for the internet a money where there is no limits to what you can do with it necessarily what you can spend it on what you can use it um to build with like with ethereum on ethereum blockchain maybe you use bitcoin for payments and use ethereum uh to build stuff as fuel on the blockchain to create smart contracts and all that good stuff so i'm kind of rambling on a little bit but i think this is all very important it's hard to regurgitate and spit all this out um, in a coherent way. But the takeaway is that virtual land is here. It's real. People are spending hundreds of thousands of dollars to buy virtual places on the blockchain, virtual places in VR, on the Internet. It sounds crazy, but it's not going to be crazy when that's when you're doing business in 10 20 years. Hell, you could do that today. You could go onto Crypto Voxels right now and you can buy my book. Just click on the link. It's very simple. This is going to move very, very quickly. So, anyways, I'm going to leave it there. Check out Crypto Voxels. Check out Decentraland. Um, consider what virtual land is bringing to the table. Um, check out VR. Go get yourself an Oculus and play with it. It is incredible. Once you start playing with it, it's just going to start coming to you naturally. It's going to feel natural. Um, But I'm going to end it there for today. And maybe next time I'll talk about the synergy between the new 5G network that's coming out and how blockchain could play a role in that. I have some ideas on that. I've seen some interesting stuff um, that I'd like to talk about in terms of 5G and blockchain's role in 5G and how those two might be able to help each other out a bit. Um, but anyways, thank you guys for tuning in and listening today. Um, as always, uh, please follow and subscribe. If you liked this podcast, um, you can follow and subscribe on Instagram, Twitter, um, steam it, um, definitely subscribe to us on YouTube as we are growing that channel. Um, it's either BlockHash team or it's at the BlockHash. That's usually what we use. Oh, go follow us on Twitch if you can. Um, all right, that'll end it for today. Thank you guys for listening, and I'll see you all next time.